Hey guys, welcome to episode number seven of the Spirit Ninjas Spiritual as Fuck podcast. We're so Same. happy that you're joining us. And we're excited about this episode because we're going to chat about <gasps> religion and stuff. Boom, religion. Yeah. And we will talk about all kinds of stuff around religion yeah. and get all a little off track with things. Yeah. But it's get fun. A wacky. Get, a get a little wacky. wacky. Yeah. It's going to be great. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be fun. Hey. You just turned into the Spirit Ninja's Spiritual as Fuck Podcast. The show that aims to inspire, uplift, and questions everything. And now your hosts, Bart Rigel and Holly Emerson. All right. So a little bit of backstory is I actually grew up uh, Catholic, Roman Catholic. Okay. How long did you go to church for? Uh, well, for a while, actually. Like, so, like 10 years, 5 years? No, ever well, since I was born, obviously. My parents would make us go to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And up until I was 23, 24. And how did you feel about it? Well, to be perfectly honest, I really didn't like it that much. What didn't you like? I hated being forced into it. And the thing is that my parents, God bless them, they uh, they would like guilt me into it. Oh, how would they guilt you into it? Well, it was just like one of these things like, oh, you have to go, you know, like there's just, come on, everybody goes like, you, like this is important. You need, you need to be there. And, <laughs> and, you know, they'd give us a stink eye and like the disappointment thing. Like those remind me of the answers I would ask my mom about. I'd ask my mom all kinds of questions. And her answer was because I said so. Which oh, hundred percent. A very good reason at all. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things in, uh, in in Christianity that that's great and and I resonate with, uh, but there's a lot of things in Christianity and religion in general that I don't necessarily re- resonate with, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not dissing religion at all. Yes. To that's, be clear, this podcast is not a diss on religion. Absolutely not. No. You know, everybody has their path. Yeah. You know, for me, it's there are certain parts that I really like. There are certain parts that I don't. But no matter what anybody thinks about it or what their beliefs are, I respect it. And and you're able to have whatever beliefs and thoughts you, you want. It makes no difference to me. It doesn't mm-hmm. impact my life. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm not trying to impress anything on anybody. Yeah, same. So same. just want to get that out of the way. But um, there are just certain things that I didn't necessarily agree with. Like, first of all, dogma. Dogma, I didn't really like. You know, it's like humans, humans, you know, priests would tell you what's good, what's bad. And I mean, sure, maybe you can look into the the Bible and and you can find some evidence for one thing or another. But I I think a lot of what's in religion and in Christianity is uh, has been misinterpreted. Mm hmm. You know? Yeah, I think it's definitely a possibility. I've never been of any religion. I've never been to church on a regular basis. I went to the Mormon church a couple times because I had like a sleepover with my girlfriend who was Mormon, you know, on yeah. a Saturday night. And so her whole family would go to church the next day and I was like, okay, I'll go. But that's like literally it. So I don't have any religious background. Um, I don't really know much about religion. So I might ask a lot of really 
elementary questions. No, no, feel free. <laughs> totally. And, and it's not like I know everything. Um, yeah. And so let's, let's talk about Christianity for now, because that's just my, my background. You know, there's obviously like the Old Testament and then there's the New Testament, right? The New Testament being, you know, the life of Jesus, basically. Yeah. So like, what's the, what's the difference as far as like what's taught? Like, do they just teach both in church? Like yeah. both the Old Testament and the New? So it just depends on like what mass or what Sunday you're going on. They'll yeah. Like so there's a schedule. Pull something from each. Yeah. There's actually a schedule. So everything is mapped out for the year. So on this mm-hmm. Sunday, you're going to get this reading. On that Sunday, you're going to get this reading. So it, it flows. And in, in both uh, or in every Mass, there's uh, the first reading is from the First Testament. And then there's another reading from the New Testament, from the life of Jesus. Like the Old Testament, you mean? Yeah, there's one from the Old, one from the New. Oh, okay. And then the priest does like a sermon in the middle. And how long is church? For in the Christian or Roman Catholic religion, it's a uh, it's an hour long. An hour long. And so the first reading is like about half an hour and then the second is about half an hour? No, no, no. They like read like a passage. So there's like, you know, you, you go in there, you, you say a couple prayers, yeah. there's some singing involved, right? Then there's a reading and then you, you know, there's a collection basket that gets passed around. Then you like shake hands. Then you go up, you know, then there's a second reading. Then you go up for like communion and then the, you, there's some more singing, you know, it's like this this thing that's like... And so, okay, like this formula. is going to sound really stupid, and I'm sorry for all of... You've just offended so many people. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't mean to offend anybody, but it's literally because I don't know. But, like, what is a sermon? Like, a sermon is, like, the priest yeah. talking about what was just read? Yeah, so sometimes he'll... Yeah, it's a commentary about yeah. the reading. Okay. Um, okay, that's what I And sometimes about. he'll do a sermon about something totally different, right? And he basically like goes up there and he tells people like, do this to be good. Do that to be, you know, if you're going to be bad, you know, stay away from this, right? You got to do this thing. If you're going to go to heaven, you know, like it's, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. figured, but yeah, I'm sorry. I've just never been, I've never invested my time or energy into studying religion in that sense like my time and energy in this space is invested in like spirituality mm-hmm. and um connecting more with my soul for sure i think part of the problem for me was uh, there were when i was younger there were certain priests that would just totally turn me off hmm. you know why they were just i don't know they were just so they, they just seemed very judgmental Mm. right like here they were up there supposedly embodying all these like beautiful principles and all these things like talking about love and blah blah blah. but then the way that they would say it it was it was a very big turnoff for me mm-hmm. it was very judgmental it's like oh if you do this blah, blah, blah. and then and then on the other side too is you find out certain stories like the one priest you know he supposedly had like a wife or not a wife, but like uh, a mistress and like a kid somewhere in the state. So you like travel back and forth, right? Because in, in Roman Catholic religion, you're not allowed to have a wife, right? Like you're a single mm-hmm. dude. But, you know, here he was shagging this girl on the side. Yeah. Right. So that kind of stuff, it's pretty hypocritical. It's like, you know, don't tell anybody else what to do unless you have your own shit figured out. 
right? And like that guy really turned me off. And then there was like a, another dude who was like really into like money. So he's like, make sure you give and, and you know, don't be stingy, right? <laughs> like not in those words, but it was pretty much like that. And you would like guilt people into it. Like yeah. I was like, oh, you know, you have to give, like this is important. You have to support your church. And and like every every mass, he would like go off on this thing about how much money we were supposed to be giving. And, and I'm like, yeah, but here you are driving a fucking Cadillac. Like get out of here. Like a brand new caddy. It was nice, right? The pearl color with the leather seats. <laughs> <laughs> right it's pipped out and he, here he is like begging for money like fuck you man <laughs> whatever he's yeah. just living the dream yeah there's lots of i think that's why i never ended up going to church either because you know it just never really resonated with me i had this one boyfriend actually i had this one boyfriend when i was 19 i think we went to it was a i think it was a pentecostal church mm-hmm. and they had you know how like churches have things events or like masses for like younger people uh some do yeah yeah and i can't even remember what they oh i think they called it tahila tuesday oh boy yeah <laughs> tahila tuesday Woo. yeah yeah and so i went a couple times and there'd be like like bands that would play sweet and then there'd they'd also christian rock yeah like but Pente- is pentecostal christian i think so Oh, boy. Yeah, I think it is. Um, <laughs> I really yeah, hope I'm not definitely. offending anybody. I don't mean to offend anybody. I'm just telling my experience. So I went to Tequila Tuesday, and it was it was just a little... It, was, it just didn't resonate with me. I'll say that. Yeah. It wasn't my jam. It, uh, yeah, just wasn't yeah. my jam. And so I've never felt called to... I've never even read the Bible. I'm sinning. So many my people right God. now. My God, my God. I've just lost so many followers. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, I mean, yeah. for me, there were actually uh, a few priests that were very, very good. And they were you could tell that they were very spiritual and they were mm. really um, like dropped in and connected. And, and they actually said a lot of like really truthful things. And, mm. and they actually spoke about, you know, love and forgiveness yeah. and all these like really deep things. Uh, principles that we talk about on this show quite a bit and those are the ones that i mean really make the religions uh work right yeah because there's truth in the teachings like in the bible there is absolutely lots of incredible teachings Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. like um in the old testament for instance there's well the old testament is very different right and in fact the god of the old testament is very different so that doesn't necessarily resonate so much with me because it's very vengeful, mm-hmm. right? It's like eye for an eye kind of thing, mm-hmm. which I don't believe. But then on uh, on the flip side, Jesus talks about, you know, turn the other cheek, right? Like, you know, when you get like slapped in the face, we'll give you, give the person like the other one to slap as well. And this is a little parable and like, mm, okay. Um, but it, it just basically shows that, that humility piece and, um, just service and love and uh it, it's complete opposite from the first testament mm. right and these priests i mean they would embody more of like the the new testament type of principles about love forgiveness all these things yeah see i'm all, all about those principles mm-hmm. and i do have my beliefs like i believe in spirit and i believe in god i 
they're basically the same. The universe, that's all interchangeable. It's all the same to me. Mm-hmm. But my beliefs, I've, I've compiled, <laughs> I've compiled a collection of beliefs yeah, totally. <laughs> that work for me. And at the same time, constantly questioning my beliefs too. You know, maybe my beliefs are wrong or maybe I need to shift um, perspectives in certain areas. But ultimately, I believe in love. Yeah, You know, I believe definitely. in compassion for all humanity, love for all humanity. And I believe fundamentally that we're all made of love. I believe that our, um, like in our core being, our essence is love oh, and no joy. Question. You know, and so my whole mission goal life purpose is to get as many people to connect with that part of them as possible for sure you know so i don't know if you would want to call that a religion or not love is my religion yeah it's just funny because i know some people would think oh my god she's never read the bible like i know there's people judging me watching this right now for sure (laughs) saying like how can you have a spiritual podcast and you're not even spiritual you know but my spirituality is just different yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I mean, if you look at the world's religions, right, you look at, um, you know, uh, Islam or Christianity or, you know, Hinduism or whatever, you know, the core principles, there's a common thread mm-hmm. between all of them. And it is love, mm-hmm. right? It's love, it's patience. It's like all these like amazing virtues and, and things uh, where you respect uh, one another, yeah. uh, you know, you show compassion, all these things. I like if you look at the the world, you know, why wouldn't you look at the most common elements and like those are right or those those would be true because uh, if they span the world and so many different beliefs and those are like the core fundamental teachings, you know, that you have to start questioning, well, why is that a common thread throughout all of them? Because like that's the most important thing, right? Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, too, uh, going back a little bit in terms of, you know, the Bible being misinterpreted uh, because it was written down by humans. It was changed. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was rewritten. It was based on certain understandings at the time. Right. So, for instance, the idea of sin. Right. The idea of sin is you're doing something extremely bad. Right. Like you're doing something that that's going to basically make you go to hell um, if, you, if you're a sinner. Right. But the, that word sin has actually been lost in translation, because when you look at the original translation, the original meaning of the word uh, sin is simply a mistake. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas sin is, is a very different thing. It's not just a mistake. It's like a, a bad thing that you do. There's like a lot of judgment and guilt that's associated with sin. But if you're making a mistake, well, stop making the mistake and you're good. Yeah, right. confess and you'll be good. Well, yeah, there's there's that, right? If you believe in that kind of practice. Um, yeah, the whole thing just, you know, you're talking about the common thread between all the religions and why wouldn't we just look to what's common? I agree with that. But then I also think like people should just connect with themselves because I think yes. that common thread that you find through all the religions is what's common within all of us. Absolutely. You know, and I think, I don't think that, I don't believe that you need to read a text or um, like a specific text or um, do specific things in order to awaken. No, I, you know, you're I believe right about that. that you can 
go within yourself and find the wisdom within. Um, I've, I've had teachers, spiritual teachers, and I still continue to work with spiritual teachers because it's important to me because I'm still, um, I'm not fully enlightened yet. Who knew? <laughs> but I'm not fully enlightened. And, you know, it's, it's something that I want to work towards. I want to wake up even more than I already am. And so for me, I, I use like the support of my spiritual teachers. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is listening to myself. Yes. You know, I've had spiritual teachers want to take me down certain paths, do certain teachings and impress upon me what they thought was right for me. But at the end of the day, um, you know, one of those spiritual teachers actually apologized to me saying, you know what? I'm glad that you decided to do what you want to do. I'm glad you decided to follow your heart. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, that's what it's about. You know, that teacher was trying to impress certain things on me. And I've had other teachers do that. And it's, it's, you have to question your teachers. Yes, of course. You have to question yourself, question your teachers, question everything. That's what I believe. Yeah, and trust your and intuition exactly. in, in these things. Exactly. Trust your intuition. You'll have people telling you all the time in so many different circumstances to not listen to yourself, mm -hmm. you know, because they think their intuition is stronger than your intuition um, or they have a, a belief that is different than yours and you should listen to them. At the end of the day, you can listen and take into consideration, but question it and listen to yourself to find the truth. Oh, for That's sure. That's what I think. Yeah. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've read lots of different books and, and uh, studied yeah. lots of different things from different, different teachers, from different, different religions. religions. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I always love doing that because it's like using different wording for talking about essentially the same thing in a lot of cases, yeah. right? It's just the way that sometimes the word just hit your ear just kind of resonate a little bit differently or you kind of see it from a slightly different perspective. And I really love that. Um, now, you know, I, sometimes there are things that, that I read that don't resonate and it's just like, Oh, like that mm -hmm. for some reason, like this little part here just really turned me off. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's usually like when things just aren't in alignment with love or whatever, or, anytime anybody has any kind of authority in saying like, Oh, it is this way for sure. Like you have to do this. Right. That's when I like my spidey senses start tingling a little bit. And I start questioning yeah. like, well, how do you really know? And I'm yeah. not, and I'm not saying certain teachings. I'm, I'm saying like when they're talking about from certain experiences or it's like, okay, well, when you die, this happens. Mm. Right. Some people might absolutely know that, but I think there's a lot of things that are still lost in translation. And when, you know, when you state for a fact that these things are a certain way, that's when eh, mm -hmm. I don't necessarily believe. And, yeah. and here's another thing to consider too, that I um, subscribe to because my opinion is so important <laughs> to me, <laughs> but um, we're just contradicting ourselves this entire time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. Okay. <laughs> but uh, it's when um, the ultimate reality, I think, is very, very different than any of the spiritual teachings, right? Let's say spiritual teachings like chakras or the idea of karma, right? Or the idea of birth and rebirth, right? 
Um, you mean like reincarnation? Yeah, like reincarnation. Okay. Birth and rebirth. Birth and rebirth. <laughs> I didn't. I've never reincarnation. <laughs> I kind of. I, I was falling for words there. <laughs> rebirth and rebirth. That's it. Nailed it's like, it. That's that's a new one for me. I yep. haven't heard that yep. one. Nailed it. All right. Okay. So reincarnation. <laughs> right. So there's uh, there's all these ideas like uh, with chakras. You know, there's like these like spinning vortexes like on your body and. And then there's like the the teachings that there's like that silver string from your stomach. So when you go astral traveling, yeah. So for people it's like that attached to your soul and yeah, yeah, exactly. So I heard that it was blue. I, I heard it was silver. You heard it was silver. What color is it? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, if you guys know, if you've seen it, let us know. <laughs> but even these teachings, I think they're true to a point, but they're still not the ultimate reality. Right, like the, the the idea of chakras or the silver string, they might be there, or maybe it's just another layer. Right, like we have our set of beliefs and rules that govern our current reality. Reality could also mean dimension. Could be a dimension, and there could just be multiple multiple dimensions. Yeah, so totally. the rules and laws that rule rule this mm-hmm. dimension, this reality, may not apply to other. Oh, for Other sure. Ones. Of course they don't. And mm-hmm. in fact... It would be impossible, actually. Yeah. And I the, would think. And there's like these layers, right? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, maybe the chakras do affect this reality to a certain point, right? Because there's a lot of meditations, a lot of teachings out there that say, you know, when you activate your chakras, certain things happen. And, and perhaps that's true, right? I haven't experienced that myself, but perhaps that's true. Have you ever done any chakra balancing or... I, I've done a, a, a few things, yeah. I've Did done some meditations. Ever... I've never really got anything out of it. Okay. Yeah. I've done a few. And, um, you know, I just always feel really balanced after. after. Yeah. But usually when I'm doing an intense meditation, I feel balanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes, these these teachings and, like, idea of chakras, right? The I, I believe that there's, like, this uh, ascension kind of process where... You know, there's all these like layers of the onion, right? Like we're on maybe on like one of the like lowest rungs, mm-hmm. right? Like we're in this like physical dense form. And then the next one is a little bit different and, you know, maybe we're not as dense. And, you know, then there's another layer above that where maybe it's like angels or some other kind of like light beings. And maybe after that, like there's some other like layer. And, you know, there's those rules that govern those particular realities. But in the grand scheme of things, none of them really matter because when you look at the very, very top, and this is just an, you know, a concept that I believe is true is um, none of them really matter. None of them matter. None of them actually um, affect anything except for those, those particular layers. Right. So, you know, these ideas and these rules that uh, we buy into just question them. That that's all I'm saying. They don't affect anything except for those layers. <laughs> and, and the people and the concepts that like, you know, people believe in, right? If you believe with all your might that chakras in this current reality have a huge effect on your life. And they do. Well, then they they absolutely do, right? That becomes your reality. And then what you just said, you kind of contradicted yourself because you said that you don't believe any of that applies except for these realities. But if you exist in these realities, then it applies to everything. Well, only if as far as you buy into them. But in the ultimate reality, in the huge sphere in the, in of the everything, grand scheme of things. in the grand scheme of things, none of them are really true, right? And none of them are really 
like uh, affect you. Like you can be in this reality and you can do some pretty incredible things that, you know, people on like, or beings on like the next 10 layers can't do. Right. And vice versa. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. I think, um, I think that they are true, but they're also not true. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing that you're saying. Um, because I think, you know, it's all just a matter of perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Perspective and belief. Um, beliefs are perspectives. Yeah. When when we, when we came, when we come out of that, like ultimate reality, that oneness, right. That, uh, that moment before the universe exploded, right. Like if you believe that that happened, if, if you believe that happened, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of evidence that proved that it did, but I mean, it only did on maybe one in one reality. Maybe, yeah. Right? Maybe it actually hasn't happened. Maybe it's happening now. Maybe we're a dream. Or maybe this is happening this. before it's happened. My God. Because what... Oh, this is this is an interesting thing, too. Somebody asked, what created reality? Was it the thought? So somebody said the future actually creates the past. So it's the ripple from the future rippling backwards in time, which creates now. So it is totally possible with physics, quantum physics, there is proof that it's the future that creates the past. So your thought creating your future, but it's that thought that's actually creating in the past. And so perhaps the Big Bang hasn't happened yet and it's about to happen because we're all thinking about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Time is one of these things that actually we should, yeah, we should, we should talk, talk about, about time. I don't know if I'm a... the right person to talk about time. Well, like I understand these concepts, but I don't know if I like, and I think these concepts, but I don't know if I could have like an intelligent conversation. Have a conversation. Around... I'm going to show you some stuff. I've seen a lot sense. of, I've seen a lot of stuff in this, like one of, um, yeah, I've been taught a lot of stuff about quantum physics and reality and timelines and states and stages and different dimensions and realms and stuff. But I just don't know if I'm the right person to actually articulate these concepts to an audience. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll do that one day. One day. One day we'll talk about time. Um, but it, it's totally true. Like the, uh, We now have absolute proof that time that we think is this like, constant thing. It's like, you know, one second is this much time but it's actually not at all right Mm -hmm. like for instance satellites in space because they move at a certain speed i'm getting a little off topic here but (laughs) they have to be calibrated a certain uh way because the time out in space because they're traveling faster than we are here on earth um the time out there is actually slower than it is here so if that clock in uh, in those satellites wasn't slowed down slightly then our the clocks wouldn't be synchronized and then they mm. wouldn't be able to function mm-hmm. it's it's wild the, the, these concepts and like this is it's i mean it's, it's like actually part of our physical universe yeah and so how can you possibly believe time exists the way you think it exists because that in itself prove that in itself proves that it doesn't yeah in our reality because you might say, well, it's not in our world. No, it's not on Earth. But it exists in our reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Anyway, we were talking about religion. We yes. got totally off topic. Yeah, we totally did. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, peeps. Sorry, peeps. We don't really plan these. Yeah. We just kind of pick a topic and just start 
chatting about it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So going back to religion. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring it full circle somehow. Yeah, for sure. So with um, with religion. Uh, and let's bring in time into this. You know, I think that even like Jesus being here on earth, because I actually do believe that the dude existed and, and he walked around. <laughs> the dude. The dude. The dude. The dude existed. Jesus. Yeah. Fucking Jesus, you know. <laughs> he existed. He was on the planet. He did some like pretty wacky stuff. <laughs> you know? Some pretty spiritual as fuck stuff. Yeah, big time. He was like, really the guy on was the legit. game. He had, he was he had serious game, that, that dude. Oh my God. Like, yeah. He was able to do some shit. <laughs> But when when he uh, when he was here, you know, he uh, basically like planted a seed that's been growing throughout the ages, right? And as much as um, you know, the religion has kind of you know t- taken some twists and turns throughout the ages. Yeah, it sure has. Right, but <laughs> the resonance behind it, like when you say the Lord's Prayer, for instance, and when you actually listen to the words and you really consider what they mean, like it's mind-boggling how deep that is. And by saying that prayer by, you know, millions of people or even billions of people, like when you talk about history, people mm-hmm. that have passed away, mm-hmm. that prayer has actually started to build a certain resonance. Of course it has, yeah. And it's extremely powerful. So when you say it now, it can have some huge effects in uh, our own individual lives, mm-hmm. right? And same with Buddha, right? Like the the teachings, as much as, a lot of it was lost in translation and now people are, you know, looking for something that, that isn't necessarily there. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of been twisted a little bit, but those yeah. core teachings um, have grown, expanded. And I mean, yeah. this is proof. The fact that we're here having these conversations about spirituality and, uh, you know, there's an audience, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Hey, guys. <laughs> hopefully there's an audience. Hopefully someone's out there. <laughs> That's proof in itself. Yeah. You know, 50 years ago, these conversations, like we would have been looked at with, you know, the stink guy big time. Like our neighbors would be. Those wacky people. Oh, those wacky there Canadians. would be a lot of judgment. There's, yeah. there's a lot of judgment now, I'm sure. But yeah, regardless, throughout the ages, like we are at a time where these ideas are absolutely um, changing and and religion is changing. Like look at uh, the Catholic Church, the uh, Roman Catholic Pope. He basically came out, John Paul II came out and said that there's no such thing as hell. Ah, yeah. Like, what? (laughs) Well, it's all, it's all, um, people's interpretations. Now I'll give you an example too, of one that's happening right now that, okay, so there's the Bible and everybody says, well, the Bible isn't really, well, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people say how the Bible is interpreted is actually not how it was meant. You see that now with my favorite poet, Rumi. Rumi is known for all of his poetry. He's, he's extremely, extremely famous now. And a lot of his, all of his poetry is love poetry. And everybody that, most of the times, when I see Rumi being used, it's love for another. It's like, um, I can't... I can't recite some of his poems because I don't know them off by heart. But, you know, he talks about, like... Um, finding you in the gardens or finding you in this place. Right. Mm -hmm. And people use it as if it's like their soulmate, but it's not, it's, it's, it's spirit, it's God and it's union with himself at the end of the day. But even 
in today's date and time, like there's still all this misinterpretation of Rumi. <laughs> yes. You know, so in the, and those are just like basic, basic poems. They're not basic, no, but I just mean, super they're super, super deep, super spiritual poems. But I mean, basic in the sense of like, it's taken in such a literal literal meaning are you looking some up right yeah now? like for instance here, um, here's one like let, read that a moment of happiness you and i are sitting on the veranda apparently two but one in soul you and i we feel the flowing water of life here you and i with the garden's beauty and the birds singing the stars will be watching us we will show them <clears throat> what it is to be a thin crescent moon you and i unselved together or will be together. Sorry, a little dyslexic there. <laughs> Indifferent to idle speculation, you and I, the parrots of heaven will be cracking sugar and we laugh together, you and I, in one form upon this earth and in another form in a timeless sweet land. Yes. See, he's not talking about somebody. He's talking about spirit. Yeah. And there's, uh, there's, and there's so many examples of that. Now, there's... here's something. Uh, when... When you look at this kind of poetry or you talk about these different teachings, you know, they do evolve over time, right? Like, like you're saying. So it's like when the teaching comes out, e even the person that said it at the time doesn't necessarily mean that they know where it's coming from, right? It could be they're tapped into a certain intuitive part of themselves, whatever, and this teaching comes out, right? It's written in a book, somebody hears it, whatever, and it's like... I see it as almost a seed, right? Mm -hmm. And that seed, it resonates with somebody at that particular time. So it enters their conscious mm -hmm. and then something grows out of it. And that teaching evolves and it becomes this incredible big tree that has so much, it's, uh, it has fruit and leaves and it's like this big thing. Yeah. Right. So same with, um, with, let's say the teachings of Jesus, you know, we've seen them from a certain perspective, right? But these ideas and these layers are now being discovered as we go along that it's actually a lot deeper. And in fact, a lot of spiritual texts are written in a way that is not, um, it's like a vertical kind of direction where yes. every time you read them, mm -hmm. you get a different nugget. Yes. Um, this is what one of my teachers said. He said, actually, two of them said that with true scripture, there's actually, I think, at least seven layers of meaning. And it's vertical. It's not like a, mm -hmm. it's exactly, it's a vertical meaning. It's a, it's to bring you to ascension. Exactly. Yeah. And so when you read it, you'll get one nugget and there's so many layers to a true yeah. True spiritual text. And that's why I've been reading uh, Course in Miracles for the last 20 plus years now, over and over and over again. I always come back to that one text because every time I pick it up and I read something, I get something totally different out of it, mm -hmm. you know, something deeper. And mm -hmm. like the, it just gets more and more profound mm -hmm. every time around. Like it's craziness. Yeah. Yeah. I finally found the poem. Yeah, read it. <laughs> this is the Rumi poem that I was thinking. Well, actually, there was a few, but um, the minute I heard my first love story, I started looking for you, not knowing how blind that was. Lovers don't finally meet somewhere. They're in each other all along. 
Yeah. See, but people think that that's like a soulmate lover. Mm-hmm. But it's actually like you yourself, source within yourself. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And now when you're talking about soulmates, I mean, ultimately, you're still only trying to find yourself because mm-hmm. there is only one. Mm-hmm. You and I are the same person. It's like yeah. everything is like a projection. Yes. Of your own reality. Yes. So I'm now you I'm basically looking at myself yeah. through your eyes. Yeah. And I'm talking to you, but I'm actually talking to myself. Yes. And so sometimes I like think this and I'm like, wow, like everybody that I see in the world actually isn't there. They're there because I'm projecting them there. Yes. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I'm all alone. <laughs> yeah. It's just me. But then they're me too. So then I'm actually not alone. Yeah. But it's like this weird tripped out thought. It is. About what reality actually is. Yeah. You know, and when you start realizing like, all the people in your life, i.e. they're almost like players. It's almost like players in a game and none of this is, it's real, but it's not actually real. Yeah, totally. it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool stuff. But I think we totally went off topic there. Yeah. And I think we've kind of... Exhausted the topic for the time being. Perhaps, but I think we might have found some other topics we can talk about. Yes, and and we're gonna come we're gonna come back to religion because it's it's, it's such a big, a big part of the world and the yeah. world's reality that you know we need to we need to be talking about this stuff and and the other thing too is that we need to get people on this show from different religions and yeah. actually have these discussions and talk about the teachings from those particular religions and yeah, those teachings totally. and and let's have these open discussions and these dialogues and let's find the common thread mm-hmm. instead of. You know, uh, ostracizing each other. No, let's no, bring it all let's, together. Let's find where we all are connected, where we what we all have in common. Let's build bridges. You know, let's let's understand each other. Yes. You know, if you're of a particular faith or a particular belief system, you know, and if you have any comments um, or you might even want to be on the show, then feel free to reach out because mm-hmm. we would love to have that opportunity and you know really start. Uh, finding that common ground between between us between all of us yeah i think it's so so important i think so too so thank you so much for watching we hope you enjoyed it and yeah. i hope we didn't get too off topic for you and get too weird <laughs> <laughs> these are gonna get much weirder they trust probably me. are gonna get a lot weirder yeah so yeah. <laughs> thank you so so much we appreciate you so much for being here with us and um subscribe subscribe please subscribe leave some reviews for us because they really help us out Mm -hmm. and if you wanted to um just go to our website spiritninjas.com we will link any kind of resources to uh this podcast just below um yeah like like the the stuff that we're talking about roomy phones whatever totally so thanks guys thanks guys Bye. Thank you for listening to the Spirit Ninja Spiritualist Podcast. Make sure to tune in next time for more deep conversations to uplift, inspire, and blow your mind. Spiritualist.